Improve your health and well-being the natural way with The Medicine Man, next on Plains FM. Hello everyone, welcome to the morning. For those of you listening live, it's uh, great to have you on board and for those that are listening to the podcast, that's great too and you can even listen to me twice, perish the thought. Uh, This is um, Mike McCammon here, I'm a naturopath, I'm a medical herbalist, a homeopath and um, I've been working for well over 30 years in practice now and uh, I think I've sorted out a lot of chaff from the grain and hopefully today we're going to give you some grain and one of the things I've been looking at uh, that's been in the news a bit lately is the um, cosmetics, skin, in, skin industry, or basically the beauty and personal care industry. I heard a stunning fact the other day that if everything we spent on personal care, such as beauty products, cosmetics, um, was all put together, it would actually eliminate world hunger and world poverty. And kind of that really stunned me, actually. So. I was in the supermarket today and going through these rows and rows of shelves with beauty products and some of them are natural and some of them are not natural but whenever I looked at the natural ones I think I only found one or two that were true, truly true to label I would say or truly true to the, the word natural because uh, one could argue that you know petrochemicals are natural aren't they? They come from oil and oil used to be ancient forest and squished up dinosaurs. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, from a natural point of view, from a naturopathic point of view, uh, that when you're putting petrochemicals on the body, through the skin, being the largest organ of the body, these petrochemicals uh, aren't necessarily good for you. In fact, the body finds it very difficult to get rid of petrochemicals. So just remember that whatever you put on your skin is going to be absorbed into the bloodstream and the lymph. So. Uh, It's not just sort of put it on and let it wear off or wash it off. Some of it will actually be absorbed. And I think that's a pretty important thing to remember. So there are some wonderful natural um, things to put on your skin. And we could um, perhaps mention a few of them later on in my talk, but there's masses and masses of beauty products out there. So how do you sort out what's good for your skin? Uh, Because there's so much difference, isn't there? So uh, let's just imagine that you're in uh, a shop somewhere or you're in a beauty parlour or you know, you're in the supermarket place where they have all these cosmetics and wonderful hair shampoos and this for that and, and all sorts of claims or no claims at all. But uh, how do you know what's good for you? And uh, I think it's pretty universal that every one of us has under the um, bathroom sink bottles and bottles of things we've tried and it didn't work. So what do we do about that? Uh, how do we actually know? Uh, we can ask someone at the desk maybe and it could be good advice or it may not be good advice or it might be no advice at all. Uh, really the only way is to try the product. And um, I'm not sure the percentage of products that actually do what they say. Uh, it's hard to say and of course I don't want to say if there's any products that don't do what they say but I Given by my uh, what used to be in my bathroom uh, cupboards, uh, it was a long process of trial and error, and that can be quite expensive. And of course, some of that money be good helping other people, wouldn't it? So, if if we know that it's you, you're individual, you're completely individual. There's no one like you in the whole world. 
And what's going to be good for your skin isn't necessarily going to be good for someone else. Even someone else in your own family, you'll know that your shampoo is, might be terrible for your sister's or your brother's shampoo and so forth. So one of the most important things if we want beauty products is A, make sure they're natural, right? B, make sure that they're non-toxic. And C, make sure that they really do fit your uniqueness. So how are we going to find your uniqueness? Isn't it marvellous that we are unique, you know? Imagine if everyone had the same car or we all had the same food, you know? Uh, the wonderful thing about human beings or about life on Earth is, uh, is our incredible diversity and we need to thrive on that diversity. But it's got its good side and it's got its downside. And the downside is how do you know what's going to fit for you? We, you already discover as you go along in life what you actually like to taste, you know, five different tastes. Some people like the sweet. In fact, too many people like the sweet. But there's bitter and there's pungent and there's salty and there's sour. And people vary in which qualities that they like and even what colours they want, what type of cars you drive. This is all pretty basic. So how are we going to actually embrace this complexity and this, diverse, this diversity and make it simple? Let's have a go today, shall we, in this talk. Let's have a go. We know that there are four main blood groups. You know, there's a blood group O, which is um, the larger percentage of us. There's a blood group A. There's a blood group B. And there's a blood group AB. Now, each one of those blood groups has a type of regimen that actually fits better. So um, you can always just Google it, your blood group. If you don't know your blood group, well, you can always pop into New Zealand Herbals and it's just a five-minute test. And it's very simple. We only take two drops of blood and we can tell you your blood group uh, for a very reasonable price. I think it's less than or just about $20. And we give you the information of what you need to eat. If you want to do a little bit further, well, we can do a food detective test and we can find out exactly what is good for your body and exactly what is not good for your body. So that's a pretty wonderful thing. We call it the food detective. It's a little bit more expensive, but the wonderful thing is there, there's no guessing after that. You, could, you have this little wee booklet that you look at and it tells you which things are best for your uniqueness. The other way of um, looking at it is there's actually seven body types and uh, these basically come from three main body types that break up into seven. And uh, Ayurveda, or Indian medicine, goes back many, many thousands of years. And they worked out the diversification of human beings, how we are unique, but they had a way to make it very simple. So these three main body types are what we call vata, pitta, and kapha. So the vata individual is generally quite thin. They generally... Um, uh, the positive side is they're very enthusiastic people, uh, but they can get tired pretty quickly. Uh, another thing is they tend to dryness and nervous disorders. They can suffer from insomnia. But um, that's the vata type, and there's a special program for the vata type. The other type is the pitta, which basically is fire and water, or radiant particles and liquid particles. These people have got very fiery uh, tempers if you, if you upset them. They are natural-born leaders. They've, mostly they've got really bright, shiny eyes, that sort of piercing type of eyes. They tend towards skin disorders when they get a little bit too irritated. So they're very prone to stress, irritability, and uh, also prone to heart attacks through emotional stress and eating the wrong foods. So we have a special program for the pitta individuals. The other individual is the kapha, and the kapha is 
what we call earth and water. They're quite solid individuals, so they've got lots of solidity. They're generally large. Their jaw bones are wide. They have large bones. Uh, they've got lovely natures. They've got phenomenal memories. Um, they're, because they're earth and water, if we get earth and water together, it makes mud. So they tend to get very congested from time to time, and they're generally the ones that suffer from lung disorders uh, like asthma, um, bronchitis, uh, sticky, gooey diseases, edema, they are prone to diabetes. So each one of these main body types have specific gifts and also some specific pitfalls if they don't live in balance according to their body type. Now, of course, no one is purely vata or purely pitta or purely kapha. We have combinations, so we may have a vata pitta or a vata kapha or a vata-pitta-kapha, or a kapha-vata, or a kapha-pitta. Basically, the combinations of them make seven body types. And the, the wonderful thing about this particular system, although you're unique, we can find out your unique body um, type, your unique blood group, and where you fit in constitutionally, and it gets even better than that. So, of course, Ayurveda is uh, incredibly simple and incredibly complex, and it's um, a lifetime study, and I just adore it because uh, Ayurvedic medicine and Ayurvedic philosophy uh, being so ancient, it's arguably the oldest system of medicine or the oldest system of knowledge in the world. And this knowledge um, is, is directly perceived from observations of nature over thousands of years, and that's amazingly profound. But we'll move on to another way that what naturopathy, or particularly myself and others who have been trained in iris diagnosis, uh, it's probably one of the most hated modalities in the mainstream medical system. And uh, the real reason why is because uh, looking in the iris, we can tell the damage from pharmaceutical drugs, unfortunately. Uh, well, we're not going to pursue that topic too much, but uh, iridology is not particularly popular because we can actually see the causes of disease. So, however, uh, on a simple um, on a simple scale, looking at it, the iris can tell us what constitution you are too. So, the vata people tend to have small irises. That's the coloured part of the iris. Uh, they tend to be dry, and they tend to lack the lustre. Right. Um, the pitta iris is generally, as I say, is, is very intensely blue and they have um, a lustre or a shine that a true pitta, who's abundantly pitta, when they look at you, the first thing you'll notice is those Paul Newman eyes, right? They're really shiny blue and they have a piercing look and that they kind of go right through you. So the pitta person is, uh, well, I say, a good leadership material because they can see things that are going to happen before they happen. They can see potential hazards. So they're great as foremen on, on a building site. And, of course, the best foreman would be someone who is pitta kapha because if there's too much pitta, they can get very angry and intolerant of other people, which they wouldn't understand uh, how, how they can be so incompetent when the pitta person is actually that competent. But if they've got enough kapha, earth in them, then they're also very forgiving, you see. so um, Now, the kapha iris is generally large. It can be any colour, but it's on the whole, it's a brown eye. 
and they're enormously large and you can see those beautiful deep eyes and when you look at the kapha eyes it's you fall into them like they're deep pools of wisdom so the kapha person they can be large they can be overweight but they're not really overweight for them because they need a large body structure to hold all those memories and so in a tribal society it would be the kapha individual that would hold the knowledge or the whakapapa of the tribe or the iwi. So they could have this phenomenal memory where they'll remember. They might take a wee while to pick it up, but once they've got something, they will never forget. Hope I'm ringing some bells out there. Now remember, you're not one constitution only. You may be 60% kapha, 70% kapha, or 60% um, kapha and you know, 40%, uh, sorry, 30% pitta and 10% vata or something like that. So, again, there's the individual variation. It's just what we look for is the predominant sign. Okay, so we know we've got four blood groups. We know we've got seven body types. We know there are three main body types. But we also have different constitutional types when we look at the iris that are apart from all these. So it goes deeper and deeper. There's layers and layers and layers that we have. And actually, to be honest, the layers don't stop of depth when it comes to understanding uh, naturopathy, to understand Ayurvedic medicine, to understand the natural way of healing. Uh, It's actually quite profound. It's actually quite um, scientific. In fact, it's had the longest clinical trial in history. And if we look at what the scientific method actually is, first of all, it's observation, isn't it? Having a keen sense of observation and then making a hypothesis about this. They say, okay, granny's sort of coughing up mucus and um, I wonder what we could do about this. I wonder uh, what it might be. Maybe is she eating too much fat or maybe it might be this carbohydrate stuff, this new, or the wheat or the whatever she's eating. Maybe she's eating too many cornflakes, uh, not to... Um, I don't want to put anybody down here, especially cornflakes, but maybe she's just eating too much sugar. What are we going to do? Uh, And maybe we'll try comfrey because comfrey has been used for lung problems for thousands of years. So we'll give her a little drink of comfrey, just a little drink. It has to be only a small amount. And what ho, granny seems to get better. And uh, so we have a hypothesis and then we have, so we have, sorry, observation. We have a hypothesis. I wonder what will help. I wonder what this could be. She's coughing up mucus. What is mucus? It's sticky um, kapha, actually. It's excess kapha. It's earth and water. It's gooey, sticky things. So what are the gooey, sticky things in the diet? Well, there's wheat. I mean, uh, the gluten from wheat is, is, is wonderful wallpaper paste. It's incredible. Just try it. Get some flour and water, and you can stick wallpaper with it. Put your hand in it. Let it sit for a day or two, you know, and you wonder, well, would that possibly create some mucus in a person who's susceptible to mucus, such as a kapha individual, such as a kapha child? Right? And uh, hopefully you'll be able to recognise kapha uh, more easily now. So we'll then use something that will perhaps uh, work the opposite. Well, a lemon. What does a lemon do? What does lemon and water do? It helps to clear mucus, doesn't it? So you give it a little bit of lemon juice, okay, in water. And... Um, clears out the mucus, or even a little bit of salt, a teaspoon or half a teaspoon of ordinary old salt, well actually Himalayan salt would be better, or Pacific Ocean salt, and gargle, and maybe take a few sips of salt water for a wee while, and maybe the symptoms relieve, and let's say they do, which of course they actually do, Uh, so we have a hypothesis, there's mucus, we'll give anti-mucus things, food or medicine, 
Uh, eventually, if we repeat that experiment over time and over different individuals, over different, many centuries and then thousands of years and over millennia, we'll get a body of information that actually is called the scientific method because observation, hypothesis, experimentation and proving. And proving is actually repeating the results time after time after time after time. So the scientific method is generally understood by most people as laboratory experiences, uh, experiments where you have a double blind clinical trial and all the rest of the things. And uh, even thalidomide, as we know, went through the double blind clinical trials and still was, uh, still was quite toxic, should never have, have uh, been approved. Uh, but natural substances, uh, over centuries, we have the, a huge materia medica of plants that are extremely useful to... Um, to heal human illness. And guess what? Everything in nature is actually fits vata, pitta, or kapha. So we have plants that reduce excess kapha, in other words, mucus. We have plants that reduce excess inflammation, which is pitta. Um, and I will say something like uh, aloe vera, cucumbers. They call excess pitta. So if you're pitta constitution, having a good swig of aloe vera every day can do wonders to settle that inflammation. And um, having nice fresh salads with lots of cool things in like cucumbers. Um, and of course, we've got herbs that will pacify the vata, which is that nervousness. So we, we've got herbs like licorice and withania and valerian and chamomile that actually settle down the nervousness of the vata constitution. So, uh, for example, if we have, uh, go back, going back to the pitta constitution, they, have, uh, they tend to get overheated, they sweat a lot. Um, say if they get irritated uh, or simply overheating, and we can have an overheating of the blood, and that can make um, skin disorders for pitta. It's very commonly have skin disorders. They often have freckles. So what would be a good thing to do is we look at the different herbs that are of, of this of the that can be divided into qualities. We would not give hot things like um, cayenne pepper, black pepper, cardamom, and perhaps not even ginger um, or even cinnamon. We wouldn't want to give to a hot constitution. We would give cold plants like aloe vera, but we also have a whole classification of hot and cold uh, plants. That So you would give the opposite. If there's a heat, you give something cooling. If the person's too cool, such as vata, which they tend to get too cold during the winter, um, they may have cold hands and feet, or they may be just too chilly, we would then introduce the heating herbs like cayenne pepper, cinnamon, ginger, cardamom. Um, and with the kapha we've already talked about, we would introduce herbs that are what we call expectorants, and uh, they help to clean out all the mucus, pus, and sludge that they build up. So the whole principle of using the natural according to the scientific method um, is a freely available to you. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to understand all these things. So in this talk, I hope that you've picked something for yourself because really this is all about you, you your uniqueness, you know. Um, and if you have any symptoms or if you're feeling sick or you're feeling like 80 to 90% of the people that come to see me, if you've got TATS disease, which is called tired all the time, um, I'm hoping that the information that I've passed on for you today will give you some idea of um, where you stand 
because when a person comes into my office and has a consultation with me as a naturopath, a homeopath, and, and an iridologist, what um, the first thing I look at is the person, not the disease. So whatever your symptoms are, there are standard ways of, first of all, let's look at the person. Let's see how you fit in the scheme of things. I need to know your blood group. If you don't know, it'll take probably five minutes for me to find out. I'll have a look in your iris, and that will tell me uh, whereabouts the inflammation is or whether it's inflammation, whether it's congestion or whether it's nervousness or dryness or wetness, <laughs> right? So this will all be – you'll be coming in with these this information that a practitioner, particularly naturopathy, which covers all of these modalities. Um, the moment you walk in the door, the practitioner has some sense of your uniqueness, and then we would like to listen to what you're coming for, what you'd like to actually achieve. And so uh, once we gather this information, and it can take a remarkably short period of time to get the basics of it, and sometimes a little longer, we would then work on an actual program for you that addresses your body type, that addresses your constitutional tribe, that takes into account your blood group, and also takes into account your lifestyle, and also takes into account some family history as well. When we put that together, it sounds complicated. It's not. It's complex. Big difference between complicated and complex. Complexity is a living system like cells. Complicated are things that don't fit together. Complicated is bad furniture, right? Complicated is poor color coordination, right? Complicated is um, if something's complicated, don't trust it. That's what I'm saying to you. If you are working or seeing someone for your health, a health practitioner of any discipline, if it seems to be over your head, be wary. If, if you don't understand what they're saying, if you don't understand why they're doing what they're doing, if you don't understand why you're taking this drug or this particular regimen, no matter what it is, if you don't understand it, there's something wrong. The whole point is to know yourself. In fact, the word doctor comes from the Greek and it means teacher teacher. The most powerful thing you can do is get a grip on understanding what is really going on. And we can do this step by step. So if you have an illness, a naturopath, if you're tired, obviously the first step would be to activate. I call it A, activate. Get, in other words, get things moving in the body. Get you feeling good. And generally it doesn't take much to actually get things activated when we know what organs are diminished and that shows up very clearly in the iris or we can take the pulse or we can read the lines on your face there's all sorts of ways I even read ears and that's fascinating maybe we'll do a talk on ears one day or maybe the tongue um, and then what we want to do is look at the deficiencies in the body and build them so if the liver's low not functioning correctly we'll give herbs for the liver if the kidneys aren't functioning they're lower than other organs we need to bring them up to scratch right so we build say if the nervous system is irritated there are special herbs that nourish the nervous system and you feel it you feel them working sometimes within seconds of taking them and um, it just depends on on the program that you that, that we put you on or in fact um, you know the, how long you've had the illness is it acute is it subacute is it chronic is it degenerative um, and then basically involved in all of this is cleaning out the waste so is there congestion is there inflammation is there coldness is there too hot do you see how we look at these things in its pure simplicity and come up with a program that actually fits? And um, it's so simple, but it becomes simple, I think, the more that we do these things. So power is in your hands. Okay, so hopefully this has given you some knowledge and some power.
take it back, to, take it all back, take all the power back for you. If you'd like some help with that, we're happy to help you empower yourself. We have a website, www.nzherbal.com. We have a practice here in Christchurch. It's in Conway Street. It's down the back of our place. And uh, we have Celia, who manages the office, administration. And we have Ursula, who uh, is a naturopath there. And we have me, Michael McCammon. Uh, I'm a naturopath, iridologist, and uh, it's just fun. I love what I do. And if you want to come and experience what we can do for you, please, by all means, just have a look at our website or ring us on uh, 03-332-1786. And I'll say that again, 332-1786. And just make a time and pop in and see us. Bless your heart and have a great day. We'll drink a drink a drink to Lily, the pink, the pink, the pink, the saviour of the human.